Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, the prep sports and activities guru over at mshsl.org, where you can find his writings at John's Journal. You get to hear him on this podcast and on this website, talking about all the coolest stories he encounters across the state of Minnesota. This is one of my favorite shows on the network. I appreciate John putting in all the work for all these years. Let's start today, John, with what a season. Yeah. Oh, baby. What a season. This is a John's Journal story I did last week, uh, over the weekend, I think. This this is with the girls soccer team from St. Charles slash Lewiston Altura. And the coach is a young female. And occasionally, pregnancies are part of the story. That's the case here. Um, So Tage Putz is the coach. She was due to have a baby in August, right around the time practice started. Um, And she and her uh, JV coach, they worked out a plan. She figured she'd probably miss a week, you know, before the first game. No big deal. We'll have a baby. and, And her husband and her daughter at home will be thrilled and and so everything was planned. Everything was, was worked out. But, of course, plans never go the way you think. So she ended up having a C-section. So that's surgery. And then her infant son, Slater, was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. Everything's fine. But at the time, this is a massive upheaval. So she's going to miss more than she thought. And what do we do? She's the head coach. Um, they need somebody to step in, and thankfully, another teacher there in St. Charles, Amelia Crowley, she used to be the head coach of the girls' soccer team, you know, and she left that job because of a similar situation. She had young kids, but she jumped in. It's it's quite the tale. I talked to both coaches and Scott McCready, the athletic director down there, and that soccer team is playing in the state tournament this week for the first time ever. It's it's there's too much. <laughs> There's too much to the story to go into it here, but if you go to John's journal at mshsl.org, you can read about it. And there's great news. The team's at state. Little Slater, he's doing great. Uh, Tage returned to the team after a pretty short absence, but she needed to take care of herself and her baby and her family. And now, as I said, now they're playing at the state tournament. So if you want to read a cool story of people coming together and doing what needed to be done, taking care of each other, go to John's journal and you can read about the uh, St. Charles Lewiston Altura soccer team. Good stuff as always. Thanks to our sponsors at this program, Pizza Barn in Princeton, Jody Stays Fine Operation. Uh, go check it out or uh, check out pizzabarnprinceton.com and check out all the food trucks, which are the perfect thing for any gathering you want to have. Thanks also to Minnesota propane get out there and grill and thanks to our producer brianne burdett uh, best way to listen to this show or any show across our very large network subscribe to your favorite podcast app you can also follow us on twitter at talk north pod talk north pod to see uh, the shows as they are released or you can just go to talknorth.com and check out all of our sports all of our outdoor content i think we have the best sports lineup in town we've had a dave lee mike graham we have cheryl reeve john krasinski mike russo Lavelle Neal, Roy Smalley, uh, it goes on and on. So thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Let's get to the late, great Myron Glass. Yeah, Jim, we lost a great one uh, over the weekend uh, with the passing of Myron Glass. He was really, I mean, the word legendary is thrown around a lot, but that's the word for Myron. He was the girls' basketball coach at Rochester Lords, retired in 2014. Uh, was 78 years old, lived a great life. Uh, his basketball teams played in eight state championship games, 
they won eight state championship games. And he also coached state championship teams in cross country and track and field. Uh, Myron went to Lourdes right out of college at St. Cloud State. Stayed there till he retired. A wonderful man. I I knew him uh, not as well as a lot of people, but I wrote about him several times. I I knew I know I've been around a long time when I found a story I'd written about him 18 years ago. I went down to Lourdes and spent some time and kind of do a profile and. And the focus of that was really about how he prepares for games. He basically would put together eight or 10-page scouting reports, whether it's a non-conference game early in the season or the state championship game. He would watch film. He'd type up these reports, staple them together, give them to all the players and coaches. And, and you know, Myron is, was a unique character. He wore cowboy boots. He was a math teacher, so his, he had a calculator watch, which I don't think we see much of anymore. Uh, just one of the Speak most interesting yourself. people, <laughs> Mr. Calculator Watts. <laughs> uh, Myron was, you know, just one of the most interesting people I've ever known. Uh, it's a big loss. Uh, condolences to to his family and his friends down there in Rochester. Yeah, thank you for bringing him up. Appreciate that. Uh, let's get to Thief River Falls Tennis. Yeah, we're in the middle of the girls' state tennis tournament this week. We're talking here. I don't even know what day it is. I think it's Wednesday, middle of the day. Uh, that tournament's going on. And I like to kind of go outside the box and write stories from some of these things. So this, uh, this the latest John's Journal story, at least as of today, is about two seniors on the girls' tennis team from Thief River Falls. The Prowlers qualified for state in the team competition. Um, Stephanie Dagg and Ingrid Anderson, they, they've had just horrendous physical issues that they're totally recovered from. They're playing at state. Everything's good. But Stephanie had uh, was diagnosed with scoliosis in eighth grade. So they go in. That's a spinal thing. That's a curvature of the spine. They go in. It's surgery. They put screws in her vertebrae. She's fine. But, you know, that's a serious recovery. And then I think two years ago, Ingrid was diagnosed with double hip dysplasia. I had to Google that. That means your hip sockets, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a ball, ball joint there. They weren't actually connecting the, the correct way where, where you're in your thigh bones. This can result in the hip joints becoming dislocated, serious thing. And as Ingrid explained to me, you can't have both of these hips operated on at the same time. You got to do one. You got to wait like six months. You got to heal up. You're on crutches. There's wheelchairs. Then you go in and do the other one. She went through all that. Screws put in her hip joints. Uh, really great kids. Enjoyed talking to them and watching them play. So, again, go to John's Journal at MSHSL.org and read about these uh, pretty inspirational tennis players from Thief River Falls. Good stuff. Uh, coming up, we're going to give you a tournament update. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. We're going to talk about our most valuable teammate of the week. And we have one little uh, personal note to add at the end. But for now, let's uh, let's hear about Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, October, if anybody's looking at a calendar or your calculator watch, uh, you might know October's wrapping up here. So the opportunities to get the pizza of the month at the Pizza Barn in Princeton, the famous Oktoberfest pizza. You're running out of time. We better get in there. It's an annual tradition at the Pizza Barn in October. This pizza starts with their famous homemade crust. They add some tangy barbecue sauce, diced bratwurst and sauerkraut, topped off with a combination of freshly shredded mozzarella and Swiss. 
And then the finishing touch is some freshly ground black pepper. As with everything on the menu, you can get it for dine-in, takeout, delivery, take-and-bake, or pick it up curbside. And I don't think I've talked much about their, their famous lunch buffet, which is every weekday with tons of great options. It's kind of a rotating list of great, great things on that big lunch buffet. Salads, subs, egg rolls, wings, roasted chicken. I'm a big roasted chicken guy. Uh, yes. Desserts every day, more than that. And just, you know, keep in mind the pizza barn in downtown Princeton has a great big menu no matter what time of day you're coming in. And they cater. And as you said, Jim, those those two food trucks from the Pizza Barn are staying super busy. So thanks to our friend Jody Stay and everybody at the Pizza Barn in Princeton. PizzaBarnPrinceton.com is their website. They're a longtime sponsor of our podcast, and they are also great friends. No doubt about it. Uh, thanks also to Minnesota Propane. All you need to know about Minnesota Propane is you can still grill. You can grill year-round. This is a great time of year to grill. Uh, I'm still grilling. You should be grilling, too. Let's get to our tur- tournament update now. Yeah, we are in the midst. This this is one of those unusually hectic weeks. We've got so much going on. As I said, the girls' state tennis tournament is going on this week. We've got the state soccer tournaments starting this week with outdoor quarterfinals. The winners of those games will move indoors to U.S. Bank Stadium next week. Volleyball and cross country, they're in section tournament modes this week. Um, It's just so much fun. It's just so great. And the weather for these outdoor events has just been spectacular, knock on wood. That that continues here. Uh, Two things I want to mention. If you want to watch any of these state tournaments online, there's a lot of scam websites out there that are trying to get your credit card information. Uh, NSPN, it's just like ESPN, but with an N at the beginning. That's the official streaming partner for high school league state tournaments. Uh, If you go to nspn.tv slash mshsl, you can get started. Uh, These tournaments are all, almost all of them are, are covered there live. And also tickets for all these state tournaments. They, they really should be purchased online. It's going to save you time at the venue. If you go to mshsl.org, you'll find ticket information. And uh, look forward to seeing everybody at all these tournaments. Yes. Uh, let's get to the fun stuff now. Yeah, some short items. I was at a football game uh, in Sleepy Eye last week. That was kind of on my bucket list. I People keep asking me, how many schools have you been to? How many do you need to get to? Well, I'd never been to a sporting event in Sleepy Eye. I'd driven through that great little town many times. But this was history. Sleepy Eye might be the smallest town in the state with football teams at a public school and a private school. They are Sleepy Eye High School and Sleepy Eye St. Mary's. And if this thing pans out, what they're doing down there last week, those were the last home games for those two football teams ever, because next year there's going to be big change uh, with the numbers that both schools have struggled with. They're going to combine to form one team, a co-op team next year between the two, two high schools. It'll be called Sleepy Eye United. They haven't gotten as far as what the team nickname will be, what the colors will be. Uh, They'll play games at both schools, and I'm in the process of putting together a story about that. Um, It's really interesting, and and I was talking to coaches and kids, and it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody, no matter which school the kids go to. You know, neighbors, 
kids kids from houses right next to each other, right across the street, could go to different schools, but they all know each other. It's not it's not your typical co-op where you might have kids from rural schools 30 miles apart, you know, who really don't know each other coming together. This is a different kind of setup. It'll it'll be neat, but there'll be more about that as as we move along here. Uh, kind of the tweet of the week uh, was from Wilmer High School. I, I had not seen this before. Video of a parents' night tradition with the Cardinals uh, girls swimming and diving team. On parents' night, there's a big ceremony in which the parents, fully clothed, jump into the pool with their kids to to celebrate uh, parents' night. <laughs> so that was awesome. And I'm also another story I'm working on. Uh, this this I'm excited about. It's about a female high school football official. She's also a Division One football official. She's from St. Paul. Um, her first officiating experience came in rugby. She started playing rugby in college in Wisconsin and then became a rugby official and basically was one of the top rugby officials in the world. She traveled all over the world officiating, you know, high level rugby matches. Now her goal is to someday be an NFL official. Currently there are three female officials in the NFL. She is working towards, possibly joining that that list someday uh that's all i want to say about it for now i'm in the middle of working on the story but it's it's really neat i I have such a good time connecting with officials and and this this one's really a way i think to talk about this really interesting person this interesting story but also hopefully encourage other people who are thinking about officiating any sport any activity to give it a try because it's uh these are the best people we have Excellent stuff. All right, uh, let's go to our set piece, our most valuable teammate. Well, your most valuable teammate of the week. <laughs> the John Malay most valuable teammate. Uh, this is the award we do at the high school league every week. This week, we're honoring Peyton Mudgett. She's a senior tennis player up at Pequot Lakes, a team captain who has a quiet, humble personality, but is constantly working hard. She's a great teammate. She's a great role model. She leads by example. She extends friendliness, kindness, and commitment to those around her, teammates, fellow students, coaches, school staff, community members. Congrats to Peyton Mudgett of Pequot Lakes for being our latest, most valuable teammate. And you uh, ran into a friend of ours recently. I did. Just this morning, I was at the University of Northwestern over in St. Paul to speak to a sports management class. And the teacher is a guy that you and I both know well. We've known for a long time, Brad Ryder. I think I first crossed paths with Brad back in my newspaper days when I covered the Gophers men's hockey team. He was working at the University of Minnesota. And uh, he's done a lot in this town. He, He worked for the Twins. Um, he worked for the Timberwolves, and now he's a he's a college professor at the University of Northwestern. I think this is the second time he's had me come in talk to this class over the years. Maybe maybe the third, at least the second time. And it, it's really fun to be in front of kids. I think most of these were freshmen interested in the sports field. Uh, it's kind of an intro to sports management class. And uh, my goal when I'm talking to these kids is explaining to them what is the Minnesota State High School League and what does it do? And I, I go into what I do and my background and, and but really good questions about just issues. You know, we talked about officiating a lot. I hope all those kids are thinking about becoming officials. They could be doing that right now. It's a great job for college students. You know, you're not studying 24 hours a day, probably 23. But, you know, you can make good money. You, can, you know, you're young, you're healthy. And the, as the line from 
raising Arizona goes, you're young, you got your health. What do you want with a job? This is, this is not that. This is not that. These kids are young, healthy, enthusiastic. They would be great officials. And like I said, we talked about lots of issues, but thanks to my friend Brad Ryder and University of Northwestern over in St. Paul for inviting me to talk to that class. We're going to let John tell us what he has planned for the upcoming week. Once again, thanks to Brian Burdett. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. Again, best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. Uh, thanks again to Pizza Barn in Princeton and Minnesota Propane. What do you got coming up, John? Yeah, like I said, Jim, we're in the middle of state tennis, girls state tennis this week. Uh, three days of outdoor soccer, football section tournaments. We're past the first round. Saturday is going to be an outstanding day of high school football. Most of these games are in the afternoon under the bright sun. It's going to be fantastic. And then next week, you know, we'll have Halloween on Monday and then then we'll be at U.S. Bank Stadium for state soccer most of that week and uh, state cross country on November 5th. And uh, the week after that, we'll, we'll roll into the state volleyball tournament. And the week after that, we'll be back inside U.S. Bank Stadium for the state football semifinals. The girls' state swimming and diving is also that week. So, yeah, there's tons going on. I'm, I'm running around here. I'm, I'm not venturing too far because most of this is in the metro. But I think I'll be at Monticello one night this week for soccer. And uh, who knows what else? It's kind of it's not only a day by day thing; it's almost an hour by hour thing. You know, I've already been to state tennis this week. Uh, I'll be I'll be back there. I'll be at some soccer. So yeah, it's it's a great time of year. And like I said earlier, the weather is unbelievable. I mean, what a great time to be out driving around, watching kids compete, and and uh, having a great time. No, it is a great time of the year to be a sports writer, whatever level you cover at. And it's, uh, you know, hey, fall football, fall fall tournaments, outdoor stuff, starting to move indoors. It's a great time of year to do what you do. Uh, thanks for all your work on this podcast and at John's Journal. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it. If you like the show, spread the word, subscribe, and we'll talk to you next week.